Hello, and welcome to my podcast, From Trauma to Triumph. I am Leah Bandola and your host. My mission is to help people heal their past so that they can unleash their brilliant future. I am a trauma release specialist, empowerment coach, and cognitive behavior therapist. I am also a published author with three book publications and a professional speaker. This podcast delves into the world of trauma, and it is a big world. There are so many aspects to trauma and how it affects us in our lives, and each episode will give you more information, examples, stories, and strategies to help you understand trauma better and how to release the hold that it has on us. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everyone, my beautiful listeners. I am so happy to be here today with you with a very, very special lady, and uh, I've gotten to know her through a few things that uh, I have been working on, but um, we'll get more to that, and her name is Kathy Andriano Mergel, and she is an empowerment coach, Reiki master, and gentle trauma release practitioner. Kathy's dream is to help women awaken the voice within so they can speak and live their empowered truth. And I think that's why we're so connected because that is also one of my missions. Kathy comes from a background rooted in old world Italian traditions. She lives in Toronto, Ontario. She became deeply affected by the restrictions imposed on her uh, free spirited mother and eventually on herself. She understood early on that her reality as a girl would be different from that of her brothers. She believed that she would never have the gift of choice and her dreams would be replaced with obligation and duty. Kathy's marriage was arranged and with two children, she endured 13 years of abuse until she made a decision that this would not be her life story. It was through this adversity that she was able to become the woman she is today. This is where her love for helping women began. Kathy loves sharing her story authentically, believing that it can inspire other women to find their voice. Her joy comes from helping women transform their life through a cathartic process of self-discovery that will help create a life lived in truth, light, and liberation. Well, welcome, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. Thank you for having me. I so resonate with everything that I just read. And also being uh, from Italian descent uh, and having grown up in very traditional Italian ways, um, I I also really, really resonate um, with much of what I also know about you from the times we've had some really amazing chats. Um, but tell me, how old do you think you were when you first realized that things were different for you as a female, as opposed to males? I can tell you exactly. I was eight years old. At eight wow. years old, I knew that I had a certain role to play. And the role that I had to play was the role my mother was playing. And I'm the firstborn of four. I'm, so there are two girls and two boys. And um, although they're 16 months apart, like I'm 16 months apart with my sister, 
my role was definitely different even from hers. So yeah. 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 And what would you say, you know, what was your perception of what that role was that you needed to be to fit in this part of kind of your life? So the role was to be the obedient daughter, to be the good girl, to learn how to cook, to learn how to keep house, and to learn how to follow the rules. And you didn't uh, dare speak up or talk back. And, and that's what I did. And I lived this life that I truly, truly did not like, but I thought it was the right thing to do. And I didn't want to let my mother down. And I wanted to be that respectful daughter. So there was that part of me that I knew this was my duty. But then there was that other part of me that I went to a place where I could dream. And it's almost like I was living two lives. My reality of where I was in my life and what I really wanted to do. And I loved music and I loved singing and I would dream of being on stage and, 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 and being creative. I loved being creative, but I knew that would never, ever, ever be possible. Why did you I didn't think know that? how to fight? I, well, that's I was just gonna, as I'm speaking back then, I, I, did, I, I knew I didn't have a choice and I didn't have a choice. I didn't know what it meant to stand up for myself, to speak up for myself, to fight for that for what I wanted. Whereas my sister, she had more of that fighting spirit and she challenged. I was that obedient little girl. So why yeah. do you think that was that difference between Why do you think your sister was able to do more of what she really wanted to do, even though she was raised in the same way, I'm assuming um, different birth order. And there is something to be said for that mm -hmm. for sure. But you took on, it sounds like almost like took over where your mother left off. Like you took on that role as you became an adult. Absolutely. So what, why do you think that happened and it didn't happen for your sister? Well, if you talk to her, she'll say, I saw what happened to you and I was not going to do that. That wasn't going to happen to me. And, yeah. and so through that, she said, never, like I will never do that. And, and she was more of a fighter and, and free spirited. I had a free spirit. Only my spirit was squashed. Right. And that's when I would go to that dream place in my mind where I would go, oh, and I would put music on and I would sing in my room and, and, and go to that creative space in my mind. And I think that was my survival mechanism because yeah. it was like, I just knew that uh, just watching my mother and I thought, oh my God, I, intuitively I knew this is the path that I'm going to be on. This is going to be my life. Okay. Yeah, it makes me sad, even, even as I speak the words. Yeah. I don't oh. know if you ever heard of the book, um, The Caged Bird Sings by Toni Morrison. Yes. Have you ever read it? I haven't read it, but I've yeah. heard. Yeah. yeah. So it that came to my mind because with the singing, and, and I used to do the same thing, by the way. Wow. Um, and I had a relatively oppressed childhood as well. Um, because I did grow up, you know, with the Italian culture, the Italian mentality, 
and definitely, you know, the whole girls are to be seen and not heard and you don't speak your mind and you don't talk back and you don't just don't talk basically was, you know, which I'm sure there's lots of people laughing out there right now who know me and know what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Talking is a big part of what I do. Um, Yeah. But I think when that gets squashed down, it really, for me, and you tell me if this is how it felt for you, it really did feel like I was a prisoner, that I was caged, that my true self was not, I I didn't even know what my true self was. I mean, until probably maybe 10 years ago, (laughs) to be really perfectly honest, it's been in process, but because it was never allowed to blossom. I completely understand when you say up until 10 years ago, I think even for myself, because it was like, I had to fit in, I had at eight years old, that's when I learned, my mother said, okay, you got to learn to cook. So Mm -hmm. I learned to cook. Mm -hmm. And now you have to learn to sew. I can't Mm -hmm. believe like, in this day and age that I am actually speaking these words, but we have to understand, I'm also in my sixth decade. So it's, it's different. It's, it's yeah. about culture and it's also about the times that we grew up yeah. in. And absolutely. Absolutely. Because now it's different. It's not like that at all. And well, it is. I, I don't know. I'm going to challenge you on that one a little bit okay. because I, with the work that I do, and there are still some cultures where that is very much the yes. way it is. Yes. Like very I, much. I have clients who tell me, they're still doing, you know, everything for their husband, including Mm -hmm. like cooking two meals because Mm -hmm. doing not just for their husbands, but for their children as well. Right. Especially their male children. Right. So there are parts of the world that still now in this time, but for sure, I agree with you, North America, for the most part, these are some, you know, uh, duties, let's say that has become less but at the time I also had to learn how to sew isn't that interesting (laughs) yeah so interesting so when I say not now because when I went to Italy a few years back the culture had changed yeah Yeah. it's uh, girls were living going to school uh, going to different parts of the world Uh, I remember seeing one of my um, cousin's daughters who was who had piercings and tattoos. And I remember asking my aunt, like who's my mother, who was my mother's older sister. And I said to her, oh my goodness, she, look at how, look at her tattoos. And she goes, yeah, that's a style. Why you don't have that style there in, in America? And I'm thinking, uh, yes, we do, but it's, they, they, they progressed. And yeah. so, yes, but absolutely. Sure. Yeah, so absolutely. So when I'm also, when I coach women, I understand, even though it's not the Italian culture, there's so many cultures that are still, yeah. still where, you know, where, where I was at and where you right. were at. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then we fast forward past your childhood and the, the culture or the tradition for your, now this was not true for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely went against the grain on this one, but you felt you had to marry Mm-hmm. who your parents chose for you yeah right, right. Yes. Absolutely. and you felt you did not have any say in that I really didn't so how did this come to be in a nutshell uh, my ex's parents were my godparents 
And there was like this when they were at my christening, my godfather had said, oh, this is so-and-so's, she's going to be so-and-so's wife. And then from there on, that's what happened. And um, yeah, and I was, um, I can't believe I'm even going to say this, but at the age of 15, I was betrothed to him. And, um, and that's when I knew Leah. That's where I could say the nail in the coffin. It's because I was going to school. I love education. I, I was going to an all-girls school. Mm-hmm. And I just had dreams, again, of going to university or college, just extending my education. But I knew that come graduation, that was it. There would be no university. There would be no college. There would be nothing. I'd be, that was it. I'm getting married. And so, and I even remember when we would go, um, my last year of high school, we would take these tours of the different uh, universities and colleges. And I just was like in awe of them. And I could imagine myself walking on the campus and going through the halls. And, but deep down that this, I knew this was not going to happen. And there was that sadness. So, you know, it made me even, yeah, it made me very sad knowing this is my truth. Wow. So I graduated, I went to Madonna high school and I I graduated, uh, it was 16 and a half when I graduated. And uh, a couple of years later, I got married. Whoa. So you were quite young. I was young. I was young. And, um, and right after that, in that same year, I became pregnant and I had my daughter. And 15 months after that, I had my son. Wow. Yeah. That's all very fast and very young when it all kind of happened. And I'm guessing you had friends that were going to school, like off to college, university, having a great old time. And here you are already mother, mother, children, yeah, yeah. husband. Yes. Wow. Yes. It was difficult again. See, as you, as you reflect this back to me, I'm just, I'm like envisioning, you know, being behind the cell, like a jail cell, because that's what it felt like. And I'm, you know, so grateful for my children because I always say my son and my daughter, they were my why. They mm-hmm. were my why, my reason, mm-hmm. my life, my everything. Yeah. And, you know, thank God, thank God for them. But yeah, um, they oh. were in university and um, they were getting educated and, and, you know, they were living the life that we should all have an opportunity to yeah. live. Absolutely. And, but that's how it was. And yeah. Wow. And it was an abusive relationship. Yes, it was. Unfortunately, it was. And when did the abuse start? The abuse started on my honeymoon. Wow. That's wow. where I got, um, like I said, I remembered my first, I remember my first slap and my second slap. And I don't remember anything after that because it was just so many, but it was on my honeymoon and um, 
I got slapped because he said I wiggled when I walked. <laughs> yes. Wow. Really? Mm -hmm. So that implies that you were trying to attract other men. According to him. Right. And then I, I, re I remember Leah going, oh, maybe, maybe I should practice walking differently. Oh, maybe I, I, did I do something wrong? You know, you go into that, that yeah. space. Self-blame, yeah. 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 And we go into the shoulds, you know, the shouldings. I did a lot yep. of shooting on myself. Yeah. Should have, should, shooting, mm -hmm. shooting, shooting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so here's what's striking me is that you, your whole childhood virtually from the time you are conscious of it when you're eight years old, you had to change who you were Absolutely. Um, and you had to squash down who you yeah. really were and what your dreams were and your desires and all of that, just squash, squash, squash. Yeah. Then you get married and it not only continues, but almost got magnified, like who you were was not right how you walked was not right. No. And I'm sure there's a lot of other things that you started to develop this self-concept or continue the self-concept that you were wrong. Always. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. Oh. I couldn't say the right thing. If I said something, it was wrong. Um, if we went to any function or occasion, if I dare give my point of view, um, that was wrong. Uh, it didn't matter what I said and what I did. And then what happens, like we know this, we start thinking, you know, I, I wasn't thinking what's wrong with him. It was like, what's right. wrong with me? Right. What's wrong with me? Yeah. And, and here's the, the whole, um, the interesting part of it is on, I, I call my life like living behind, behind closed doors. So behind on the inside I was suffering to people on the outside no one had a clue mm -hmm. it looked yeah. like I had the perfect life right the perfect house the perfect car the two perfect children the perfect everything perfect business behind closed doors was a different story and yeah it was uh, I just I remember I remember thinking oh my goodness if it wasn't for my children I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my children I wouldn't be here mm -hmm. meaning you would have left or is there a deeper meaning to that I'm going to leave it. There's a deeper meaning to that yeah. because even the thought of divorce, Leah, mm. was unacceptable. Mm -hmm. So I'm leave, I'm living the secret and I can't even tell my parents this is going on. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, there's that part, of course, that you didn't want to um, burst the illusion that you were working so hard to maintain that everything was wonderful and to the outside world. And do you think I, this is, oh my gosh, this is such an important conversation. I thank you so much for being so honest with us because 
so, so, so many women in particular are living this life, even now, yeah. right? And, and a lot of it has to do with the shame of not wanting people to see that there's a failure happening here of some kind, right? Because yeah. that's how we feel. It's yes. like, you know, and, and you do, especially when abuse is happening at the level it was happening for you and for so long, you really do start to blame yourself. Like maybe if I wasn't this, then he wouldn't have to hit me when, you know, or if I, you know, if I did this better then he wouldn't be yelling at me or whatever. Right. We take that yes. on. Yes. And then, you know, we layer it with the, the job of having to, you know, portray to the world that everything is fine. Yes. I mean, I honestly don't believe there's anything more soul sucking than that. Like it very literally soul sucking. Yeah. Very soul sucking because I I yeah, my soul again was squashed. It was my spirit was yeah. I was just going through the motions and and living this nightmare. And again, it's that, you know, that cultural thing. Oh, um what? I'm going to bring shame to my family. Yeah the shame of divorce. Oh, the shame of divorce. So-and-so got divorced and look how they gossiped about her. Yes. So-and-so was divorced. And, and so you're, you're, you're trying to respect your parents mm -hmm. because the, the only way I can describe it is I had, I was born here in Canada, but it was like, I had one foot in the old way mm -hmm. and one foot in what how I wanted my life mm -hmm. but my soul and my spirit had another feeling it was yeah I I am a free spirit and I am um I am a free spirit mm -hmm. and so the other thing is I was also emulating my mother god rest her soul that's it exactly I was yep. emulating where did I learn this behavior from mm-hmm I learned this from my mother and we talk about free spirited, like in my bio, my mother was a free spirit. Mm -hmm. My mother had dreams. My mother, my mother was a, 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 a seamstress, a dressmaker. She always wanted to have a bridal boutique and, and work. Mm -hmm. She was that type of woman, but mm -hmm. she also, she was also in that same, she wasn't allowed to dream. Right. Right. That's right. And I believe that on some level, you know, we, we don't want to kind of go the opposite way of our mothers fully, because it almost feels like we're dishonoring them That's and right. who they were. That's right. right. Which it, you know, once you've done the work yeah. <laughs> and, and healed some of this, you realize like, no, that's not true. You know why you, she probably wanted for you a better life, but just didn't she know how to make that happen for you she did and I remember my mom passed away I can't believe it's going to be 18 years she was so young oh. she was only in her 60s oh. and she had said to me I think it was about four months before she passed away we were in my backyard and she said to me oh she said if I could go back I would let you kiss all the boys if oh. I knew your life would have turned out this way I wouldn't have been so strict but you have to forgive us. We were only doing what we thought was best. Yeah. 
and only what she knew you know exactly. that's what was modeled for her that's all she knew that's why I always say you know you don't have to condone behaviors of people who hurt you in the past or presently but you can understand yeah. why they yeah. might have those behaviors and you know because if they know better they're going to do better and when you knew better you did better I did better so when did you decide that this was enough you weren't going to do this anymore well I was I was really okay full disclosure I remember getting on my knees because it reached a point where there was so much going on yeah. And my daughter had just turned, um, she had turned 11. And so prior to that, I remember getting on my knees and, and praying to Mother Mary and saying, Mother Mary, please, please give me a sign. Please open the doors that I can get out of here. Mm -hmm. Three days later, it happened. Something happened. And again, it's deeply personal. So something did happen. And that was the day. Three days later, I walked out. I took my kids, one on one hand, one on the other hand, by the hand. I walked out of my big house, left everything behind took my little red car, went to my parents and told them everything. Wow. Wow. And told them everything. And that was when, that's when it ended. It got to the point where now, you know, not only am I in danger, my children are going to be in danger. And it's, mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I was one thing, but now you're, my children's a different story. So yeah. That was the day, and and I never looked back. Wow! I've never and your parents, back. your parents. I think the other maybe saving grace for you too was that your parents accepted Absolutely. you and your children, and that they didn't want to see you going back to that. Because sadly, Absolutely. sometimes that doesn't happen. Oh and yeah, I'm, I've seen it. I've right? seen it. I've seen it in the in an oh go back, try again. Are you sure yes. you want to do this? Yes. When there is violence, when you someone is hitting you, striking you, hitting you, I'm thinking, oh my goodness. The only way I can describe this this experience was that the lamb was sent to the wolves, and yes. you know I I didn't want to be that slaughtered lamb anymore. Not yes. going to be slaughtered. And I have, I have a mission. I have to raise my children. I have to be emotionally healthy, mentally healthy, physically healthy. And from then on, it, that's, that was the first day. I always say that was the first day of my life when mm -hmm. my new life, when I left that old life behind. Right. And, you know, I went to therapy and, um, and started my journey. Yeah. And it couldn't have been easy. I'm sure. Um, did he do anything to kind of block you or did, was, did he accept that he needed to let you go? No, he did not. He left. Um, so he left, a, he left me financially broke, mm. like zero. Wow. Never, 
a, a penny for child support or anything like that. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh. It was, um, yeah, it was almost like I was given a clean slate and thank God for the support of my parents. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I mean, yeah, so he took everything and I got nothing. And I even went to court asking yeah. for support for my children. And I'll never forget this, Leah. It was a woman judge. It was a woman judge. And I was asking for that nothing changes for my children. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I don't, I'm not asking for anything, but I, mm-hmm. I don't want anything to change for my children. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, without getting into it, I, I really nothing came to fruition. I got nothing. Wow. Yeah. And that just points to yet another broken system in our society. And I don't get me on that bandwagon because <laughs> I you're in it, forever. so you understand it. Yeah. I'm in it, and I worked in law for I call it my other life, but my first yeah. half of my life uh, for 20 years, and I saw how this and and sadly the system has not improved much if at all over the last 20 years that I've been out of it but I also see it now presently because I work with a lot of women who you know have left relationships whether it's through abuse or not um, and they feel failed over and over and over again so that's sad but here's the thing that strikes me with you is that I'm sure you, I mean, it wasn't easy, but it was just to be out of that situation. It was like, whatever, (laughs) like I will make my life over again and I will take care of my children and you have. And I also do want to point out for people that you are in a good relationship. Like you did find someone treated you the way you needed to be treated. Yes. And what do you think, you know, had to happen for you? What was the healing that happened for you that allowed you to allow someone that was good and kind and treated you well? And, and I know there's no perfection, of course, out there. Absolutely <laughs> like nobody's not. perfect, but, <laughs> no. but what, what had to happen for you? What had to happen for me was allowing, trusting someone someone to it's just having that allowing myself to trust that there are good men out there Mm -hmm. and um it was difficult too because I wasn't used to the affection and the attention right I I I didn't know what that felt like Mm -hmm. I did not know what that felt like yeah getting flowers for no reason um yeah just being loved and just it was it was it felt um it felt strange yeah it felt beautiful but it felt so unfamiliar Un- yeah just gonna say that unfamiliar yeah, yeah. because you yeah. hadn't had that before no, no. And, you know doing the work that you now do and we're going to touch more on that um but I think you realize too, is that you had to have that self-love first before you could allow other love to really come in. Absolutely. And that's mm-hmm. knowing that understanding. And again, I was in therapy as well. 
And um, I remember my first session, I had taken my children, like go to therapy. And uh, the therapist, she gave me a book, a Melody Beattie book. I'd never heard of her hmm. at that time. It was way back. And I thought, oh my goodness, am I a codependent? What's a codependent? What, what, what? So, you know, it, it's, it began from there. And um, so understanding um, that I matter, yeah. that I have value and that my feelings matter. And knowing that self-care is not being selfish that self-care is self-love yes yeah I love it and 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 knowing that if I could love myself enough I could be an example to my children my daughter knowing what she can what is acceptable and what isn't Mm -hmm. and and thankfully she's in a she has a very loving husband a very caring husband and my son has a very loving wife and Yeah, so I know that that whatever happened had to happen. Yeah. And um, I'm grateful as hard as the journey was, now that I'm on the other side, I'm grateful for all those lessons that I, they were mm-hmm. tough. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking to myself, my gosh, am I paying for somebody's karma? Like, what did I do? To, because you go there, what did I do to deserve this? Yeah. What did my parents do in their lives? What did my, what was this past karma, this karma? Yeah. And, and um, once you, you get over that, like, what did I do? Again, I should have, the shoulds, the shoulds. Mm-hmm. If you understand that it always comes down to you. Everything comes back to us. Mm-hmm. And so taking that first step, going into therapy, understanding where it came from, where all of this, why I found it acceptable, mm-hmm. the way I was raised, mm-hmm. the way I was raised, yeah. and understanding that I do matter. Yeah, I, I love it. It is about those patterns. Once you can understand the ancestral patterns that kind Mm -hmm. of get you where you are and can start to heal some of that but also I just love that you broke the pattern I did really broke the pattern for your children right for both of them because everybody talks about you know especially in abuse um you know I don't want my daughter to feel that Mm -hmm. it's okay but it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but you don't want your son to think it's okay either no, because no. that's what he saw, you know, yes, and yes. the way that you were being treated. And is this how males treat their, their women in their life? And so you really broke both, you know, for both male and female. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Because it was so important for me to raise a, a son that yeah. would, to be a good man. And to understand, you know, the value of a, of a human being and yeah. how it, you can't go around slapping or hitting or hurting a woman or anyone. It's, it's just, um, thank God, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a good, good man. I yeah. call him a boy still, but he's a grown man, father of a, yeah. of a son yeah. as well. So, yeah. yeah. 
And I think you just hit on something that I think we need to address because it's been very much in the news lately. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, the slap that was heard around the world, right? Yes. So at, the, yes. at the Oscars, Will yeah. Smith, it actually happened. I did not watch it. I was in San Diego. I just arrived mm-hmm. in San Diego on the Sunday that this all went down. And I heard about it after the fact. Um, and there was a lot of comments and memes and all kinds of things going around. So what's your take on all of that? How did that affect you? It did affect me. I didn't watch the Oscars that night. Um, and I heard about it the next day. And then when they were showing the, the replays on TV and I was like, oh my gosh, how is this even happening in this Mm. day and age? Mm -hmm. And then as the days progressed, I felt myself feeling um, some sensations in my body. And my, I I felt it in my, in my chest, my heart. Mm. I was like, okay, Kathy, what's going on? What is going on? And I kept it, that whole uh, incident kept replaying in my mind. And, and so what I concluded was, you know, I'm taking all the opinions and judgments and whatever everyone's perspective out of it. I'm just going from what I felt in that moment. Um, where Chris Rock was standing, I've been in that position mm-hmm. where someone's coming at you, you have no idea, you have to smile on your face and you're like, oh, And then all of a sudden the slap happens and then you're stunned, you're blindsided and you're humiliated. Yes. He was so humiliated. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the other thing that got me was not only the slap and anyone who's ever been in an abusive relationship can relate to this was when Will Smith turned around And it's like he breathed in all this oxygen Mm. and he had his hand on his stomach, his solar plexus, and he inhaled and he he walked with this power about him. Yes. And I think that got to me because I've seen it. I know what that is. Yes. And um, yeah, and my worry is, or my concern is the normalizing, like all Mm. these comments that you, it's just, it should not mm-hmm. be normalized, no matter what the circumstances mm-hmm. are. That's There's right. a way to communicate. Yeah. There's yeah. a way to handle situations. Yeah. He might have been upset with the joke. I don't know. He was laughing at first. Whatever mm-hmm. transpired, I wasn't there. I cannot judge. But there's a way to communicate. Absolutely. And- I totally agree with you. And even just, you know, the things, the profanities that he yelled yelled and when I was watching because I just saw it on replays of course but um was um I can't remember her name the actress New Young stunning she's stunning uh Luongo um yes yes she's right behind him I was watching her too yeah (laughs) I was like oh my gosh like the shock on but she was also trying conscious of cameras are on me and I don't want to like react one way or the other but I just think for everybody who, whether you were there or watched that, it was that shock of that raw 
anger like it was like where was the self-containment there where was the you know whatever his reasoning was and we can say because of also the work that we do but um you know there's a lot of deep-rooted things that are going on there and i i also did watch the replay of his um acceptance speech when he got the uh best actor award and you know a lot of emotion and a lot of but to me and i think for you too you probably saw that deep pain that was in there i did yeah that caused him to have that momentary complete loss of any kind of logic or self-control but i think i agree with you the way that he strode you know um strutted off with the hand and the breathing i noticed that as well and it was all about power it's like i've got power the other thing that struck me and i know it struck a lot of people was like what day and age are we living in that a man has to go and defend his woman certainly with violence is not acceptable in any way shape or form but at all it's like can she not fight her own battle like if she was upset you know later she could have said something to him or you know what I mean it was that whole male dominance for me is what came up and that came up for me as well because we know growing up the male dominant energy in the house like it's 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 man's the boss the man's the boss but it's apart from that it's like in that moment now we can look at both sides because of the work we do Mm -hmm. and I I can have compassion for the pain that Will Smith was in like at during the except again I didn't watch it I watched the replays right but by the same token it was very upsetting for anyone who's ever been in that position that position of being Mm -hmm. on the receiving end Mm -hmm. being watching someone walk up to you and you're smiling there thinking, oh, this is my friend. This is my husband. I said something. Mm-hmm. And then the slap, and then you're stunned. Right. Is this for real? What did I do? What did I say? Mm-hmm. And then that, not only the slap, again, it was that, that stance, that hand on the solar plexus, that oxygen he breathed in. And that mm-hmm. was very upsetting for me. And, and you, you know... know- I, I love what you just said sorry to interrupt but I want to point out that not a lot was said about that about Chris Rock like what happened to him it was all about you know he shouldn't have done that and why did he do that and it, 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 it right and it's like has anybody really stopped to think about the trauma because that was a trauma and you and I know about yeah. little t yeah. traumas and big yeah. t traumas yeah. I would say yeah. that's a big t trauma yeah. big t. <laughs> right you're on national television doing your thing you're a comedian you say inappropriate things it's like you know you can love him or not love him or agree with what he says or not agree with what he says but this is who he is and what he does what he does it's not who he is I shouldn't say that it's his gig right it's his gig. yeah yeah but it's like in that moment that had to have been absolutely devastating for him Absolutely. And that's the perspective I'm looking at this situation yeah. from. Yeah. And I love that. I love you have that perspective and are yeah. talking about it. Yes. Because being on the receiving end and just the way, again, the way it all, you're, you're stunned. Where the, if you've ever been in a, 
in an abusive relationship, it doesn't have to be a big argument. It just can come out of nowhere. You yeah. think everything's okay. And then, you know, and then being humiliated. Yeah. And then, and then for him being humiliated on the world stage. Mm-hmm. And then to have speech. Will Smith during his acceptance speech and he went on about and apologized for, you know, this and I'm sorry for it, right? And later, later he did write an apology. And never once, not until much, much later, did he apologize to Chris Rock. That struck me as well. And I was like, hmm. So you're still justifying it somehow, in my opinion. Somehow, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I think to myself, okay, let's say the joke was, uh, very upsetting obviously it was yes you your friends supposedly your friends mm. you, you've worked together mm-hmm. during commercial break could you not have gone behind stage and say hey listen Chris mm-hmm. that really bothered me yeah you know? well the other assumption was that uh, because this for anybody if there's someone out there who doesn't know what we're talking about <laughs> just go on YouTube um, but it the joke was about um, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's baldness, right. which is due to alopecia, which right. is a very serious illness yes. Yes, it is. Um, and condition. And, but the assumption was that Chris Rock knew about that. Yes. And maybe you can say, well, he should, he's a friend, right? But maybe he didn't. Maybe he See, didn't. A we don't lot know. of conflict happens, I think, be, with the assumptions right it's like yes. Chris, will smith made an assumption that he intentionally yes. was teasing jada pinka smith his wife about her alopecia but maybe he wasn't or i, I don't know you know what i mean it was like yes. such a, i think a really good illustration of well first of all whenever someone says something to you or hurt you know is a perceived hurt and it is your perception even though it can be very valid but it is your perception that someone has said something to hurt you um to take a minute and just take some deep breaths yeah and like you said like you know if he'd have done that it was a it was such a reactionary thing and that will get you in trouble a hundred percent of the time if there's any lesson here that we can all learn from this is that never ever 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 act out of reaction and that's I think what your experience was with your ex-husband exactly constantly out of his reaction exactly exactly Exactly. and here's the other part like as you speak and I'm thinking even you know I've heard well what what did you say to make him hit you Mm -hmm. what did you it's that type of thing what how did you allow that Mm-hmm. as if like now there's a, an excuse and a reason and it's still and it's okay now yeah. there's a justification yeah. so my whole thing is again being on the other side of it it's never okay no. it's never okay no violence no. is violence and striking it's a person never, if i might add it's never your fault no never ever ever you no. know and i say this to women all the time because they do take response because really what it is is and and the expectation of other people is that somehow you're responsible for his actions and his behavior right yes. and and that is never ever the case no and that's where the shaming game begins yes start yes. shaming yourself and we know that you know shame is the, the lowest the, the lowest place you can go 
Yeah. So, so Kathy, as we, we well know, we can talk for hours and yes, hours, we can. We have, <laughs> but I am going to have to wrap up soon because yes, I can't yes. have my listeners listening for hours and hours, yes, yes. but I really want you to get to, before we wrap up to the work that you're now doing, um, yeah. that is helping people. Cause you are helping people in, you help me. So yeah. full disclosure, disclosure, Dameron, I really got to know Kathy when she helped me with gentle trauma release, oh my goodness, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I didn't think I would. Oh, yeah. but you helped me so much with my trauma. Well, my what I thought was all about just my immediate trauma with my little Ollie and my listeners all kind of know about that because yeah. I talked about it lots. Um, but what you helped me to see was it was all the underlying traumas that had, were still inside of me that I had not yes. released. And with gentle trauma release, um, my goodness, I am still, I am dealing with things in such a different way. And that is in yeah. great part, thanks to you. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about this work that you do and the other work that you're an empowerment coach. Yes. And yes. Kathy took the same empowerment coaching. Again, my listeners know that uh, I'm also certified as an empowerment coach um, through the same organization, through SWAP. Yes. Um, and then I am way behind her right now in the gentle trauma release yeah. Uh, yeah. education yeah. that I'm doing. Yeah. But um, and you do Reiki. So talk about that, how you help people. Well, I, I love to help people. <laughs> and I think it was obviously my journey and um, that led me here. And yes, I always loved the creative process and the singing and the dancing and the acting, I would dream of that. But truly my life's passion is to help women. And I also work with children and I've worked mm. with some men as well. And it's um, just helping them feel good and mm -hmm. healthy about themselves. And so uh, I am um, a practitioner of the gentle trauma release method. And um I just love, I love the, the whole, um, the whole method, the whole, uh, what it does for the system. It just, it is really the science of feeling safe. And I help move uh, trauma through the body because it is a bodily reaction. We think it's in the mind, but it's really stored stress in our body. And I incorporate that with my empowerment coaching and I also love Reiki because I do love the spiritual aspect as well of what I do. So I, I think I'm going to be changing my title as well as spiritual life mentor because uh, spirituality is a big part of who I am. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I'm very, very yeah. grateful to be here. And I'm so grateful to work with you. And I want to thank you for trusting me because you, you were, you know, you were so open and allowing mm -hmm. and and you know your story and Ollie and mm -hmm. what you know you've been through and what your family's going through mm -hmm. it's it's, mm -hmm. it's not easy but it helps us navigate through life where we become more resilient when we de-traumatize the system enough yes enough yes and I, I love that you just said that and you of course made it very easy for me to be able to be open um, but I think that's what it is, you know, in particular is that, you know, we hold all these traumas in our bodies yeah. and our minds, but, yeah. you know, it does get stored in the yes. body and then we just keep layering it like, yes. you know, so if you can at least release 
some of it, you yeah. start to feel better. And yeah. then when you're, when you have started to really release the trauma, you can then be more open yes. to, you know, dealing with kind of the day-to-day -day traumas or the little T traumas that happen a lot um, and can affect us very deeply, deeply in great part because we haven't released, you know, kind of yes. even the big traumas. Yeah. And so I just, I love this work. I'm really excited so about getting so to a place where I can, where you are, yeah, where I yeah. feel really comfortable working. Yeah. I'm just starting to kind of dabble in it with clients oh, and, yeah. um, well, you're going to be wonderful at it. You're going to be wonderful at it. I call yeah. it, it's going to be the cherry on top. For me, it's been the cherry on top. This has been like my final, I'm, you know, I'll say I'm not going to take another course. Who knows? I love education, but yeah, this too. for me is the cherry on top because mm -hmm. once we understand it's so simple, it's a very yeah. simple process. Um, it's just once we know that we're de-traumatizing the system enough, that we become yeah. more resilient. And then when we're more resilient, there's a more, there's a solid sense of self. And so we can navigate through life. And because life is gonna happen, life is yeah. always gonna happen. And especially na navigating through life today is, is not the easiest thing right now yeah. with the pandemic and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the isolation and everything else. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's just de-traumatizing the system enough. I love it. Yeah. I love that. We, I'm going to have to have you back on because there's lots more we can talk about. So yes. we're willing to come back. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear you again. Thank and you. for now, I really appreciate your openness and your, you know, sort of um, straight hip shooting, let's say, and mm -hmm. in the way that you help people and that you are here. Um, I will have all of your information um, to connect with you. Um, if anyone is uh, wanting to connect more with Kathy, I highly, highly, highly recommend her. Thank you. Um, and it can all be done virtually. So you can be anywhere in the world, uh, wherever you're listening to this, you, you can do that. And I thank you so very, very much for being thank here with you. me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Leah. Like I said, we could talk for hours for real. So we yeah, could. my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. All righty. So much. We'll talk soon. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye for now, my listeners. Until next time, I hope that you are grabbing some joy and some peace and some love wherever you can get it. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe or follow me so you don't miss a single episode. If you want to go deeper in your healing, you can book a free discovery session with me and learn more about my unique strategy to unlock the real you through my Unearth, Uncover and Unleash three-part system to discover and heal your past and present trauma and become empowered to live your best life. Go to my website, lifelessons.ca, or contact me directly at leah at lifelessons.ca to book your session. You can also find me on social media. My links are all on my podcast page. And while you're there, I would love it if you would leave a review, good or bad. 
I want to know how I can make this podcast just what you need it to be. And if you love it, I definitely want to hear that. You can also leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Until next time, grab some joy wherever you can. Bye for now. Thank you.